Hi, readers, and welcome to A Story Untold, a podcast where once a month I read you a new short story written by me, told by me. My name is Caitlin Witten, and I'm incredibly happy to have you here and listening. So let's get to it. This episode is a special one because we will be doing something a little different, a novel preview. The past episodes have been brief, short stories written especially for this podcast and you. But today, I will be telling a much longer and thorough story that I wrote for the Writers of the Future contest last year. Though I didn't win, I did get an honorable mention for this piece. Since this story is more of a novella than short story, around 11 chapters, I will be splitting it into three to four chapter increments per episode. Along with that, I am going to post this story weekly instead of monthly until it's finished. After that, we'll go back to the monthly posts of the brief short stories And then if you guys like this format, we can go on again with a new novel preview. This story is complete, but it is still a novel preview as it is a novella short story version of a novel that I am currently working on. The finished novel will differ in small ways as to make the two pieces consumable on their own. If you like this format, let me know and I can start incorporating longer pieces and other novel previews into the schedule. Now, with all of that finally out there and said, let's go ahead and get to the story. The Ultimate Sacrifice by Caitlin Witten Chapter 1 Mushroom Circle I was walking home when I suddenly found myself frozen in time standing still, not able to take another step. I quickly looked around me to see no one in sight and nothing inhibiting me. I looked up at the sky. It had been a gloomy day, but suddenly the clouds separated and sunlight shined down onto me, filling me with warmth. Then I looked down to see the most peculiar thing. Big white mushrooms with a range of purple dots encircling me. As quickly as they opened, the clouds came back together and the gloominess continued. I then found myself free to move and quickly made my way out of the circle and back on my path to home. As strange as it was, I wrote it off as a weird occurrence, but nothing more. Maybe I just stopped because I didn't want to step on the mushrooms. I probably could have moved if I wasn't so shocked by them, I told myself, trying to come up with a logical explanation. Nothing crazy, nothing strange, just a circle of mushrooms. I sighed as I walked up the front door of my apartment building and turned the key, letting myself in. As I made my way up the stairs, I quickly forgot about the mushrooms and started listing off my to-do list in my head. Dishes, laundry, vocal warm-up, and calm mother. Just a normal day, I thought to myself. My schedule was always the same. Work, chores, music, and dealing with my mother. Nothing interesting. Just 
mundane. But I thought that I liked it that way. Having a predictable schedule. Every day the same. And everything always in its place. It gave me a sense of control in this crazy world. Now that I was finally able to live for myself and not just my mother. After getting into my apartment, locking the door behind me and checking it three times, I quickly hung up my keys by the front door, shrugged off and hung up my jacket and pulled off my shoes, putting them gently on the rack. Everything in its place, I thought calmly. I rushed to the kitchen to throw a frozen meal in the microwave and start dishes. As the microwave slowly heated my meal, I scrubbed the glass plates, bowls, and cups in the soapy water, trying to time it just right and finish at the same time as my meal. For a moment, looking into the reflection of the water, I thought I saw a man's face looking back at me. But after a harsh blink, he was gone, and my own reflection reappeared. I must be exhausted. I said aloud as I dried my hands and grabbed my meal from the microwave, making my way over to the couch. I sat down gently and reached to my right to grab the remote from its tray, finding the tray empty. What? I asked myself. I always put the remote away. I always keep everything in its place. I then searched frantically pulling out couch cushions and searching the whole living room until I found it, sitting lightly in the tray where I had first looked. What the hell? I asked myself. I must be more tired than I thought. I grabbed the remote, turned on the TV, and dug into my microwave meal, finding it still slightly cold in the center, like it always seemed to be no matter how long I microwaved them. I dealt with the temperature as I slowly ate my meal, contemplating the rest of the tasks on my to-do list. I can at least do laundry and call mother. Or at least just laundry, I told myself, defeated from my day, as I slowly scooted off of the couch and to my feet. I threw away the meal container, quickly washed my fork, and grabbed my laundry basket before making my way to the door. Where the hell are my keys? I shouted as I stood by my door, staring at my empty key organizer. I know I hung them up when I got home! I sighed loudly, before turning around to search the nearby counters and surfaces for them. I reached down to grab my laundry basket to bring it back to my room, giving up on my keys when I found them lightly placed on top of my laundry. What? How? I... I stammered as I looked back and forth from the basket to the hanger to the keys in my hand. I decided to give up on the day and made my way to the bedroom, collapsing gently on the bed. What a weird day, I whispered to myself. Slowly, I started drifting off to sleep, forgetting about my day and the world around me. Darkness took over as I floated lightly above my bed, finally finding some peace to end my strange day. Chapter 2. Mundane. 
I suddenly found myself in a field of tall grass, nothing else visible around me, surrounded by the tall grass as it lightly tickled my unclothed skin. I gently pushed through it, trying to find my way out and into an opening. After about two minutes of constantly moving, I found the outer bank of the grass and made my way into a dark green forest. The trees towered over me with bright mushrooms and moss growing off of them. It was like a scene from a fairy tale. Vines hanging, flowers in full bloom, and beauty at every corner. I followed a distinct sand path along the trees, most likely made from the constant traffic of feet against it, until I found myself at a crystal blue lake. The water was clear and still, shining a light sapphire blue, the bottom of the lake covered in sand and strained little colorful fish swimming about. Surrounding the lake on the other side of the forest was a rocky cliff, leading to a gently flowing waterfall. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. I found myself slowly making my way into the water, wading in its lukewarm silkiness. It was like I had fallen asleep and woken up in another world, one much more beautiful and gentle than my own, one in which I felt like I belonged. Suddenly, a loud beeping awoke me from my slumber, and I found myself back in my bed, damp hair being the only thing tying me back to the lake. I must have sweat in my sleep or something. I murmured as I felt the dampness of my hair against the back of my neck. Maybe I had a nightmare at some point? I quickly got up and got ready for the day, starting with a shower and then breakfast after throwing on my work uniform. It was nothing fancy, a light green polo and black dress pants, a comfortable and casual look for the grocery store. After slowly eating a bowl of cereal, I brushed my teeth, then grabbed my things and made my way out the door. On the walk to work, I went through the same park as the day before, but today, the mushroom circle was gone. Not even one lonely mushroom was left in its place. Someone must have cleaned it up, I thought to myself as I continued on my way. With everything seeming normal so far, I quickly rode off the day before as a fluke. I must have just been exhausted, I explained to myself. My workday went by fast, dealing with customers and their complaints filling most of my day. I had promised my manager that the parking lot would be empty of carts at the end of my shift, and with that promise fulfilled, I started my walk home. Eight hours of my day now spent in a place I didn't even like, filled with people who didn't even like me. It wasn't that it was a bad place to work, just that no one seemed to care there, not for their work and not for each other. It made it a hard place to get things done, let alone be happy. My walk home was peaceful and quick, nothing memorable or interesting about it, just mundane like most of my days. When I got home, I locked the door behind me and checked it three times. I hung up my keys, 
shrugged off my jacket and hung it up and pulled off my shoes and placed them on the shoe rack, just like every day. Everything is in its place, I thought to myself. I quickly changed into comfortable clothes before grabbing my laundry and making my way out of the door and down to the laundromat to finish what I had started the day before. I smiled when I found my keys still hanging up where I left them, feeling as if yesterday was now just a bad dream that I could put behind me. The laundromat was empty and quiet, just how I liked it. I quickly threw my dirty laundry in the washer and made my way back to my apartment to throw another frozen meal in the microwave while I waited for my laundry to finish. Arriving back at my apartment door, I reached into my pocket to pull out my keys, finding my pocket empty. You've got to be kidding me, I whispered to myself, rushing frantically back down the steps and over to the laundromat to search for my keys and hope that someone else didn't happen upon them. When I got back inside, I searched everywhere, including back through my now-soaked laundry in the machine. Not finding them, I turned back to myself and frantically searched all of my pockets. About to give up, when I reached my hand into my left pocket and pulled out my keys. What are you doing in there? I asked them before looking around to make sure no one else heard me talking to an inanimate object. Luckily, the room was still empty. I restarted my laundry and made my way back up to my apartment, this time with my keys in hand. After getting inside, locking the door behind me and checking it three times, I quickly threw a frozen meal in the microwave and turned on the TV. I never use my left pocket. I thought to myself, why would I start today? I was lost deep in thought when the microwave beeped a third time to remind me about my food. I get it, I get it, you're done. You don't need to freak out. I yelled over at it as I made my way into the kitchen. I opened the microwave to find it empty with no frozen meal in sight. I just stood there, staring at the microwave confused before slowly falling to the floor and cradling my knees to my chest. What is going on? I asked myself. Am I going crazy? Tears started to slide down my cheeks when my alarm went off, reminding me to switch my laundry to the dryer. I quickly got up and wiped away the tears, grabbed my keys, and, keeping them in hand, made my way back down to the laundromat. I switched my laundry over quickly and made my way back to my apartment. After arriving, locking the door behind me and checking it three times, I went back into the kitchen and slowly grabbed another frozen meal from the freezer. Opening the microwave to put the new meal in, I found a meal already in there, heated to perfection. What the hell? I yelled, throwing the frozen meal in my hand down on the counter. I had just checked you before I left. You were empty, I yelled at my microwave. I don't understand, I yelled, collapsing back to the floor, tears streaming down my face. I'm going mad, I whispered to myself as I cradled my knees and gently rocked back and forth. I must be going mad. 
Chapter 3. Vivid. After having a full mental breakdown the night before, I was happy to have the day off to sleep in and pull myself back together. I expected to sleep most of the day, but found myself waking up at 3 a.m. to a tree scratching my window. Ignoring it, I turned in bed to face the wall, pulling my blankets along with me. Forcefully, my blanket moved away from me, as if someone was pulling on it from behind. I quickly sat up in bed and looked around the room frantically, finding it empty. I slowly laid back down, pulling my blankets gently back over myself, and timidly fell back asleep. At first, there was just darkness. Then I started falling through it until I landed gently back in the tall field of grass. Remembering the dream world from the night before, I made my way back out of the field and into the forest. The trees, still covered in moss and bright mushrooms, led me back on my way to the lake. When I got to it, I quickly shrugged off my pajamas until I was just in my bra and panties and slipped gently into the warm water. Floating on my back, I stared up at the sky. It was deep purple with shades of light blue pulling through it in light pink clouds. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. The sun was a deep maroon and shined brightly, heating the water around me as if I was in a huge oversized bathtub. Strange birds flew through the air and landed in the trees surrounding the lake, watching me as if I was right where I belonged. Suddenly, a rustling noise came from the trees, and a dark burnt orange deer came trotting out to the waterside. It slowly bowed its head and drank the crystal clear water, only looking up from it to glance at me for a minute before turning back to the water and gulping more of it down. I was surprised it got so close to me and didn't seem to mind my presence. After a few minutes, it lifted its head and slowly trotted back into the forest, as if it hadn't cared about me being there at all. As if I was always there. I felt so at one with nature. A strange, new nature. But nature at that. Slowly, I waded my way out of the water and pulled back on my clothes, the sun having dried me instantly. I made my way up and around the lake to the rocky mountainside, standing beside the waterfall. I glanced out at the land. It was gorgeous. Tall trees coated with moss, vines, and mushrooms covered two-thirds of the land, the field of tall grass engulfing the other third, and behind the mountainside was a huge garden full of mysterious plants. I slowly made my way down the other side of the mountain cliff and into the garden, finding it full of beautiful wild flowers with colors ranging from every shade of the rainbow. I had never seen or heard of plants like these in my life. I slowly reached down to touch a bright sky blue flower when it closed suddenly around my finger, trying to engulf it. Frantically, I pulled as hard as I could until finally, it unlatched and set me free. 
A Venus flytrap? I asked. You don't look like one of those. You sure as hell act like one. Suddenly, my vision of the flowers changed. They stayed the same. Beautiful as ever, but their dangerous features became more noticeable. The sharp thorns poking out on every stem, the bristle-like teeth on their delicate-looking leaves, and the strong vines lay delicately beside them, twitching impatiently. I suddenly got the unnerving feeling that these weren't just beautiful flowers, that they were deadly. I slowly backed away, keeping my eyes on the garden as the feeling in the air started to change. I suddenly got the overwhelming feeling that I needed to get out of there. Needed to wake up. I kept backing up slowly until I reached the mountainside, turning my back to the garden and started to climb when suddenly a vine whipped out and wrapped itself around my ankle, pulling me back towards the garden. I grabbed a hold of the cliffside and fought against the vine, pulling myself up and away from the garden as the vine continued to try and pull me back. After getting about halfway up the mountainside, the vine finally seemed to give up and let me go, leaving a bright red mark around my ankle from where it had held onto me. I quickly climbed up the rest of the mountain, breathing heavily as I reached the top. Looking down at the clear water, I saw the fish swimming frantically, jumping up and out of the water as if to try to jump streams. But there was nowhere to go. Nowhere but up to me. That's when it clicked. They weren't trying to get somewhere. They were trying to get something. To get me. I quickly climbed back down the mountainside towards the forest, avoiding the water as much as possible. Luckily, they aren't walking fish. I giggled to myself as I started making my way back into the forest and away from the lake. But why did everything turn so deadly? I asked myself as I wandered off of the sand path and up to a tree. I gently leaned against the tree, thinking I was now in the clear when a loud rustling noise came from above me. Suddenly, a tree branch dived down towards me, wrapping me tightly to the tree. I tried to fight it and push it away, but it was too strong, and I was trapped. Squeezing myself as small as I possibly could, I slipped out of its grasp and quickly got back on the sand path. I was running away when I noticed that it wasn't chasing me. It had stopped at the edge of the path, as if there was some sort of barrier. Slowly, the branch lifted itself back up into place and stiffened, as if it had never moved at all. Stick to the path, I thought to myself. Got it. I made my way back to the grass field hoping that it would treat me more kindly, finding a pathway flattened ahead of me. That wasn't there before, I thought as I slowly stepped onto the flattened grass, finding it soft beneath my feet. I made my way through the tall grass field, following the pathway to a glowing arch doorway. At first, I just stood in front of it, 
not understanding where it came from or where it might lead, and questioning if I should trust it. Slowly, the door opened and showed my bedroom, but not only my room. It showed me, lying gently in bed, fast asleep. I tentatively made my way through the door and found myself slowly falling back into my body, like a feather falling gently to the ground. As I reached my body and slowly fell back into it, I shot up in bed to a sitting position. What the hell was that? I asked myself, my voice full of terror. It was now 8 a.m., and the sun gently shined through my curtains, warming my skin. I shook my head before throwing my blanket off of me to search my body for any signs that what just happened wasn't just a dream. I found only one indication, a little red mark wrapped around my ankle. I stared off into the corner of my room, my brain full of fog and confusion. There's no way, I whispered. There is no way. That concludes the first three chapters of the novella short story version of The Ultimate Sacrifice by Caitlin Witten. As I said before, there's around 11 chapters of this story, so there will be a continuation in the next episode, and I'm hoping to do it weekly until the story is finished. And then we'll go back to our monthly schedule unless you guys like the weekly. Um, let me know, and we can... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the first three chapters of this novel preview. And I hope you guys end up really liking this story. Um, like I said before, this is a... It's a little rough. It's a novella, short story version of a full novel that I'm working on. It doesn't have as much to it as the full novel does. So let me know if you guys are interested in the novel version as well. And I will work on pumping that out to get it published and, and out there. Since I'm an indie writer, I will be doing it on my own, but I will make an alert for when it is done and out there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, let me know if you guys like this format and if you like this story. Sending all of the happiness, love, abundance, and calming energy your way. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay blessed, stay hungry, and stay wonderful. Bye ya!